Welcome back to the Cosmic Talent Show. I'm back with Keegan. Keegan, how was your week? It was great. It was great. What did you do? You say you went to a trip, like with your family? Oh, last week we went to uh, Mammoth in California. And what did you do there? You went like to to a lake, right? Or like a river? Yeah, we did a couple of things, but we went camping. Mm -hmm. uh, we stayed in tents that we set up. And, well, okay. My wife, she loves camping. We've camped a lot together. But she's just, you know, she's got her method. And um, she, it, she sets up the tents so quick, it's insane. It's like, you know, she's got her whole method to it. I mean, I love setting them up. We get everything set up together. And, um we had our four and a half month old daughter and my eight year old son. And we went with a good friend of ours and his, his twins, around twins. seven years old. And it was a great time. It's a great time. We had a really good time. At one point though, I, I just was like tired and dirty and I needed some space. And I had gotten frustrated because we had misplaced our keys when we had packed up and we were heading out. And I just had to go and meditate for a period of time just to like collect myself because I got super overwhelmed and angry. And I was like, I need a shower. I love water and showers so much, but I also love camping and being out in, a, in nature, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, my favorite part of the whole trip was we went into some hot springs. Oh, yeah. Natural hot springs. Yeah. So we got to bathe in the natural hot water, and it was pretty cold out, too. And it was great. It felt so good. The water felt so good, and my whole family, even the dogs, they all got in the, in the water. And it was a good time. Wow. You know, that's, that's on my bucket list, actually, like going to hot springs. I planned to do that on Japan, in Japan, but I didn't get to do it because it was, like, so far away from the city I was staying in. I was in Osaka. It's the second biggest city. And the hot springs are more like in Kyoto or like somewhere else. And it was hot summer. So I don't know if it would have made much sense, you know, to go to the hot springs in summer. I don't know if that's a thing. But yeah, I definitely I want to. Good, I think you could go anytime you want, really, you know, like in, in the pools that we went to, it was it was like, It was in an ascending order. So at the top of the pools was, was the hottest. They were the hottest. And oh. then there was like little parts of the pools that, that went down into other pools and they were cooler. The water was a little bit cooler, but still warm, you know? So you can choose how hot you want it to be naturally. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there was something really magical about it, putting it over your head and like getting your whole body in it and rubbing it, rubbing, you know, the soil on your skin and the mud and the. It was just, it really rejuvenated you when we left. On the way in, it was like, oh, where are we going? It was kind of uncertain, but my buddy knew where he was going, and we followed him, you know, and uh, we got out there, and we got in the water, and it was, like, electric. Like, we were, we were instantly filled with energy and happiness. It was really something. We just drank up the energy the purity of the water into our into ourselves you know and we were so rejuvenated when we walked back it was like you know it was just a great walk back we were talking to the people that were coming in there was like this trail you know and, and it, it really did something to you as a person you know like uh experiencing that going in those waters like that it was really amazing yeah i believe that i think it's like something unique to experience you know because not a lot of people get to do it too it depends on where you live if you, you know like for example in germany we don't have stuff like that and it sucks because i would love to do that i i, I would have to travel to another country in order to do that so i think yeah california sounds great because you have like everything there right you mentioned this before like deserts hills you know And even beaches, rivers, hot springs. Like, maybe not the hot springs. You, you said it's in another city. But still, 
you can reach no, you it. could go yeah you, like we yeah we were talking about you could visit all of them in the same day if you want yeah you know? yeah it's it's great that's great like about america i guess like you can you have everything there you know just in a yeah, I don't, nature I don't really aspect think about that it's a great perspective you know um yeah, I, love, I yeah, I, love it. I, I, I don't, I forget. I mean, because I, I've, I've lived here for so long, my whole life, you know. So, yeah, it's, um, it is a trip. Yeah, it is. Like, like I said, poor dude, if you ever want to come out here, we have a guest room, you know. <laughs> I think I'm gonna save up for that and actually do it. It might you take some time. You wouldn't even have to pay for for lodging, though. You would just have to get your flight, you know, really, and be able to. If you wanted to go out and do stuff, then that's different. You know, you'd have a place to stay. You wouldn't have to pay for lodging. Okay, then it sounds possible. But isn't there like something? Do I need a visa for America? I don't know. Do Germans need, you need a, a visa? passport. Passport. Yeah, I have one. You're not going to be living here. You're just visiting. Okay. But I heard they are super strict, like when it comes to foreigners traveling there. I don't know if that's true. I've never been there, but that's just the, like the stories you that know I heard. What? Yeah, maybe we should look into it. <laughs> yeah, true. But it sounds but, amazing. You know, we can figure something out. I could say that you're coming on as a temporary employee. I own a business, you know, so. Wow, yeah. There's loopholes. I'm sure we could figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> Exit the ma matrix. Yeah, bro, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Sounds, I would love to. I would honestly love to do that. And I think it's going to happen. Like, sooner or later, it's going to happen. No, no, it is going to happen. It is going to happen. We just keep speaking it into existence, you know. And yeah. Yeah. You can make a whole trip of it. You can come to the studio and get a session and I'm honestly, hang out. Honestly, I'm kind of anxious to travel alone. I never, I never traveled alone. Like, I never left Germany on my own. Maybe it's because I'm super young. I'm like 21 and I've been... Well, then maybe you, you and your girlfriend go together or something. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if she wants to, she can come, I guess. We I... have a whole... We have a guest room, you know, so you have a whole room for yourself. That's very nice of you. Like, yeah. That's why we Thank have you. it. For friends and family. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like, having a guest room is probably, like, a great thing. If you have a lot of visitors, too. I mean, I just moved, you know. You know, honestly, like, not so much these days, but when my wife and I first got together, and I mean, well, I'll just kind of rephrase this a little bit differently, but when we first got together, you know, we lived in communal living or sober living. So in separate houses, of course, you know, and they weren't attached or anywhere near each other. But we, we were in a communal style living because we were both newly sober. And we know what it's like to be homeless and we know what it's like to live in communal living. We know what it's like to live in uh, jail settings as well and uh, hospital settings and inpatient type treatment settings and uh it can be really difficult and taxing, you know? So when we had our own place, when we finally eventually moved in together and then we got our own place and we didn't have a roommate, you know, we had, we've had the opportunity to share, you know, a spare bedroom with many people that are struggling, um, you know, or friends that are just trying to get back on their feet um, or people that have even detoxed. You know, um, and, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing for us. And, and I say not so much anymore, um, as far as like, well, we don't just like kind of help, you know, uh, like random people in our home so much anymore, because, you know, especially with our children there, we just hold our home in a different way, but friends and family, of course, you know, but there was a time, you know, where Hannah, my wife, she would just pull somebody in and we would help them. And we still help people, you know, but there is a place with boundaries. And it's been a learning experience for us, too, kind of figuring out and navigating like, okay, well, how is it? How can we help people and not still, you know, hinder our ability to be okay with just being ourselves in our own sacred space, you know, in our, our own home. So it's, you know, been a beautiful experience. And that's a big reason why we've had the guest room. 
to cultivate these relationships with our friends, with our family. You know, it was, you know, it's a place where, because my wife's family is actually from Washington state. So they get to come down and stay with us, you know, and visit with us. So it's just, it's, it's, that's actually where we're moving to not the state. I mean, uh, a communal type of living, like that's our vision, our vision. And and that's what we actually were out doing yesterday was looking at property land to kind of get a better idea and a stronger vision as to what we're trying to cultivate and build and manifest. And that is a conscious community of like-minded people that want to cultivate food together and relationships and um, raising children together and teaching a family, essentially a tribe. That sounds beautiful. That's yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're cultivating, you know, is this land and a place to start building that. And, and, um, in my way, it's a safe haven. It is our, it is an Eden. And all of these things, this is a, this is a common, I feel a common thought process, a common feeling that a lot of people are experiencing right now. We're searching for this, you know, and a lot of people are doing that in their own way, cultivating their spaces for tribe, you know? Yeah, for sure. I I get you. Like, I think you also just, you want to attract the people, you know, like, like your tribe. Or the people, you know, that, that you are meant to be with, I guess. You want to attract those people and help them out, you know, and build your own community. I think that's what you want to do. Like just a loving, nice community that is there to help each other. And I also think... That's exactly it. I also think that that's what the world should be more about, you know, helping each other. not Maybe not like what it's now, you know what I mean? Like... I think the world went wrong somewhere, you know, like maybe the people. And I think what you're doing is like what a lot of people should do, like just helping others and not expecting anything in return, you know, just doing it because they want to and they they would love to. Consciously doing it. I think a lot of that, though, comes from the hardships that people endure, you know, um, it's kind of a weird double-edged sword, but the more hardships, and I mean, it, it depends. It's so, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is like from my experience, I, I went through quite a few hardships at a young age growing up. Um, but at the same time, I chose and my family was for the most part, very supportive and loving and nurturing, you know, but I still chose a very hard, uh, path. Yeah. But in, in that, in that, in those experiences, I feel today now it has created the space for more compassion and understanding. Yeah, for sure. Patience. I feel that. And at the very least, you know, with my children at the very least, you know, if not with the majority of people that I interact with on a daily basis, you know, yeah, that's that sounds beautiful. It reminds me like it's kind of harsh to say, but for example, my dad, you know, he was never really there for us. And he left when I was really young and he showed me what I don't want to be for my children in the future, you know. And that was the perfect example of what I want to be like. I want to be loving. I want to be there for for everybody in my family when I have one. I want to just show them love and support all that I can. And I'm not going to put any expectations on them because my parents had expectations on me. They were like, you have to become like, I don't know, a soldier or a doctor or like an engineer or something. And I was, I was just so confused because I'm just this kid, you know, trying to figure out life. And I think like, that's the worst thing you can do to a child, just putting on expectations on them and, you know, stuff like that. And I think what I'm going to do for my family, if I have one, is just be there for them, be very kind and soft, you know, like just show them all my heart, I guess you could say. And 
I'm thankful for that experience with my dad and, you know, with my family because that really showed me what I want to be. And that kind of put me on to the right direction and that allowed me to reflect more, you know, at a very young age. And I think it's important that I learned that lesson and experience. I agree. You know, um, my relationship with my father has been interesting. I love him absolutely and appreciate so many things that he has taught me, that he has instilled in me, mm -hmm. that has helped shape and mold my character. Uh, but, you know, he was also very angry. Yeah. And carried a lot of stress and tension and pressure and it was expressed, you know, in certain ways that were damaging to me for a while. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. You know, um, but like now where I'm at in my life, you know, like I, I cherish those things because, again, they helped create who I am. Yeah. And, you know, like, the weird thing is, is, like, with my dad, 10 years ago, he had two strokes back to back. Mm -hmm. And he was in a coma for about nine months. He wasn't supposed to wake up. And, you know, uh, he was in and out of hospitals and care homes. And now, two years ago, it's been two year, about two years now, I think, uh, roughly. And he's been back home living with my mom. Mm -hmm. And we got him back home and like covered for uh, some help through the state, like to have uh, care caretakers there during the day and stuff to help. But he's so different now from experiencing, you know, that. And then especially in the last year and a half, cultivating a different relationship with my father, like treating him more so how I wish I, uh, he treated me growing up because now he's the child. He's in yeah. a wheelchair. You know, he struggles with his memory. It's reversed now, you could say, right? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting how that works. Like they raise you and then they get old and then you have to like take care of them. It's, re it's really interesting. I feel it like... It really is, you know, it I, is. And I have I, I'm 32 years old. And my dad just turned 65. He just had his 65th birthday last weekend. And it was amazing. We had uh, live music and some his friends and like colleagues from years because my dad was also a lawyer, but my dad also played a lot of rock music and rock and roll and blues and played in all kinds of different bands. And so he was, you know, like I get a lot of his passion and drive from him mm -hmm. that he had, especially when it comes to music, because my dad played so much music and, That was a lot of the highlights of growing up when I was younger. Is my dad and I couldn't really always communicate, but but we, we could play music together. And that's when it, it was just like, we didn't have to speak, you know? It was just felt. Yeah. We, you know, that's, that's where the great we thing about music. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. And, and it's just really incredible. Like, you, you know, we were talking about before, you know, the cycles of death and you know, there's facets of him that have died and there's facets of him that have, have, have now been born and, and created through this, these experiences. And it's like, it's profound yeah. to me, you know? To me um, personally, there's either blessings or experiences. I don't try to view anything as negative, you know? It's really all objective to me. Even like the hard times I had with my family and stuff, I'm still thankful for it because I, I already taught, you know, it, it also turned me into the person that I am today. And I think experiences can bring out the best in you or the worst, you know, because you need to choose what you want to do with that experience. It's not just the experience. Like you can, it's in your hands, you know, what, what your next move is like. I, f I think you understand. I do. So yeah, I always I, I always have good intentions. I always do the best I can, 
even if the situation is hard, you know, I I always take care of it. I, I, I somehow I get out of there, you know, I don't know how, but I do it. And then everything is good again. And I used to really not talk to my dad at all for like years, like years. And then I came to terms, you know, with him and myself, you know, I, I just, I said it's in the past, whatever. We can just talk now and, you know, see how both of us developed in the meantime. And he also kind of changed, like he wants to do more good, I guess. But yeah, I think he's also doing the best he can. You know, my, my mentor told me, my spiritual mentor um, told me, nobody is evil on, on purpose. You know, everybody is the best they can be right now. And I used to not get that message because it was hard to understand for me. But after a couple of weeks, it clicked. And I was like, yeah, nobody's evil on purpose purpose you know everybody's just doing the best they can in the situation they are put in and yeah that 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 allowed me to show more compassion towards other people you know absolutely and i'm thankful for that message because it helped me to understand better and not always try to find the reason you could say um, why the person is acting like this or that just just accept it be like okay the person is how the person is the best the person can be there's nothing you can do about it just let it be and accept yeah it's a process to get to there though yeah it, and, it took and, me a while you know <laughs> yeah because like i think a lot about um my wife, my wife, I, I love my wife so much and so deeply. And it's like, it's deeper than the, just like this physical third dimensional idea of, of that. Like I know on a deep soul level, we have been doing this journey for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I know that This actually puts a smile on my face. I don't know why. <laughs> it's nice to hear. That's great. <laughs> I can you know, I can feel your love for her by by you just talking yeah. about her. It's <laughs> it's so genuine, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's not easy. Yeah, of it course. It is not easy, man. And there are so many things that we're working through. And it's in in and in this moment i'm realizing these it's because we are the mirrors for each other we are the most magnifying mirrors for each other that we could ever be and that to me is a beautiful gift because she is helping me shed facets of yeah. myself that are not serving our relationship or myself or the collective She's helping me become more compassionate, more aware of how my energy is affecting her or other people. And it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. But it's also know? beautiful, right? And yeah. Yeah. You know, but a lot of the times it's like we come to a place where we don't know how to communicate this. So then we get upset with each other. Yeah, I think that's part of relationship too. But the important thing is you guys are working it out, right? Like no matter how much there's like, you know, fighting or getting upset, at the end of the day, you're still working it out together, you know? And I think that's what counts, you know? Yeah, like it, it's not been an easy road, you know, because like, okay, so we have been together for almost seven years. And when we first got together, she was newly sober. So in the, in the, in the like sober community or AA community, it's like super taboo for anybody that has, you know, more time than somebody else. It's like, so someone that's called a newcomer or, or new, 
is someone that's, you know, has, has less than a year of sobriety, pretty much, you know, and even at a year of sobriety, you're still new. You're still fresh. Your brain is like, like mush still, you know, from my experience. And there really is no business of people engaging in types of relationships. It can be distracting. It can, and, and more often than not, 90% of the time, I'd say, even probably more than that, it ends in relapse. It ends in people getting pregnant and then families breaking apart. I know because I experienced this with my eight-year-old son, you know? And, and um, so many bad things usually come of it. That's why it's taboo. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I, started seeing each other when she had 30 days sober and I had over a year sober. So I had a lot of people in, around me and in my community at first telling me, this is a horrible idea. You're an idiot until I continually surrounded myself with like more of the men that said, if this is a choice you're going to make, what can we do to best navigate this choice to help ensure that you're on a strong footing and that you can continue to maintain your sobriety and move forward with your life and still try and engage in a romantic relationship. So, so what ended up happening is, you know, um, we are defeating the odds, obviously, (laughs) you know, um, because we both went our separate directions and worked on ourselves individually in order for us to come back together, you know, and have this ongoing relationship. And there's been a lot of boundaries and things, you know, and it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work. And strength. To, you know, yeah. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. it sounds very hard. But you guys did it. Like, that's amazing. And I also feel that from a dis- different aspect, like, even just being in a relationship can be distracting, you know. Like, for me, at least, I experienced so many relationships that would bring me away from the path I was going to walk because the path I was going was lonely. It was like a lonely road. I was just constantly searching for myself, constantly searching for answers. And, and I, would get just, I would just get lost in it, you know? But it was kind of my path. And when I met different people, they showed me other paths that we could walk together and all that stuff, but when I decided to be in a relationship, I wouldn't be happy. Like, I wasn't happy at all. Not, like, I was just getting unhappy and unhappier. And then I realized I like being alone. I actually liked spending time with myself. I prefer that more than being in a relationship and spending time with someone else. There was, there, there was all until I met my girlfriend, which I have now. She showed me that relationship is all about coming to terms with each other, you know, accepting the person, how the person is, and working things out. Because if someone did me wrong, just a little bit, you know, just it, it didn't have to be big. But if it affected me emotionally, then I would just break up, you know, or that would be a reason to not love that person anymore. And she showed me it's okay to have fights in a relationship. It's okay to be upset sometimes as long as you talk about it and you know sort it out and yeah that's what i'm learning right now with her and i'm very thankful for that because i used to i used to be very lonely but i i didn't mind at all i didn't even realize i was lonely i was just happy to be on my own but yeah since she's in my life she teach me a lot of things you know i learned a lot of from her and I'm I'm hoping to learn more from her. And yeah. It's also been not that easy, even though well, we both also have like a past that is kind of, you know, I guess personal you could say, or hard. But we still work things out and it's interesting how two humans with different stories come together. And just love each other, you know, the idea of it. It's it's so interesting to me. Because most of the time what, ha- what happens is that both people, you know, have different needs. And a relationship 
is about helping to understand each other more, I guess. Like, that's what I'm learning. And I used to not see that, like all that stuff. I used to think, why are people in a relationship? Why do they want that? And then when I'm, you know, when I'm in one myself, like right now, then I'm like, okay, there are many beautiful moments. But yeah, I still don't really get the whole picture of it, you know. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for everything. Yeah, it's it's um. Like, isn't it? Because I enjoy I enjoy my time alone too. Yeah, you know, I feel like, like it's easier saying, to be alone too. Yeah, yeah, and like that's that's you know that's kind of what I was saying in the beginning of the conversation when you know we were out camping and at the end towards the end of the trip I, I was just getting frustrated and overwhelmed and I realized like, I love spending time with my family you know but the whole trip I actually didn't take any time for myself to just kind of go and sit and be mm -hmm. you know and i realized again like hello you know that's so important for me to just sit in my own energy and be in my own energy you know whether i'm connecting with mother earth or something but but you know alone in the in the terms of away from other people and just to be you know whether i'm just sitting or maybe i'm breathing or but i'm connecting to to myself without somebody else, you know, and I enjoy being in my own energy. I, I enjoy spending time with myself. Yeah. I really do, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's something, it's really something, you know, um, because for the longest time in my life, for, for a very long time since I was a child, I, I was almost, not almost, I was pretty much just afraid of being alone. So, you know, I either lived with somebody or, you know, except when I was using, but when I was using, I was not really alone. I was, you know, I was with the drugs and all that other stuff, but uh, I really value and cherish the time that I do have alone to kind of just connect and clear and ground and just have a, a good, a clear understanding of like who and what I am. Yeah. You know, and the more time that I spend tuning into just spending time with myself, the clearer I, uh, the, the picture I get of, of who I am and where I'm going. That's the thing, too. I feel like I lose myself in relationships because I'm not in my own energy anymore and I need to set boundaries for that to happen. Because before I was in a relationship, it was like normal for me to be alone in my own energy. But now it got like rare more rare and more rare you know because obviously you spend a lot of time with the person you like but then you forget to spend time by yourself you know maybe go out by yourself maybe i don't know drink a tea by yourself go go get go get some coffee by yourself sit in the park just observe be there alone you know that's what i like yes. to do i like to do that i also like to do Things in nature, I like to go, like, hiking, kind of. You can't really hike in Germany, but there are some mountains you can go up to, I guess. It's more like a hill, you know? More like hills, not really mountains. But yeah, it's in nature, and it's it's beautiful. I like to go there by myself, have, like, cold water with me, and just sit there, listen to some music, and then maybe turn the music off and listen to my thoughts and just think and reflect and be on, be by myself it helps me a lot to grow as a person too and i think it's important to do that you know because who are you if you don't do those things you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> if you're not for yourself then who are you like what are you doing go well, ground that's yourself the thing, no that's the thing you know like a lot of a lot of a lot of individuals or beings people you know um are stuck in a in a, in a mold some yeah. sort of construct like um man how do i explain this so uh they're they're, they're like a mold like a like like uh society says oh this is what looks 
attractive. So then, you know, all the women look like that. And then all the guys look a certain way, you know, and, and, um, it's like, where's your freedom of your own expression of who you are? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and a lot, a lot of people are like, Oh no, I like this. And I like that. Yeah. Those are all things that you consume that are pushed on you. Mm -hmm. what, what about something that's free that you don't have to pay anything for what about that? Or what I mean by pay, you know, obviously money, because that's like what everything is kind of run by in a way. Yeah. But, you know, so what I'm saying is it's like, I can sit and just breathe. And I get so much pleasure and satisfaction and release and connection out of that. And I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> It's the same for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can relate, but people, people be like, "Hey, let's go play bowling," or "Hey, let's do it. like all of those things that cost money." And I'm like, "Can't we just go to nature and sit and have a talk? On, you know, by the lake somewhere. Oh, like that would be something yes. I want to do." But but people are like, like a few let's... weeks ago, yeah, my wife and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. That's like, really I don't stimulating know. conversation. Oh, like this right here, you know? Like, yeah, I love, I love that. <laughs> that's what I love to do. I like to get like to get to know people more and, you know, understand my own thoughts better. And I think we can all help each other with that. You know, we can all learn from each other and experiences. And it's also just interesting to listen to a person and his experiences, you know, I love that. I, I really love that because I get to experience the person's experiences by listening. And I think that's something really cool. And yeah, I just love listening to people and talk to them and know their story, you know, and just connect with them on a deeper level. Because I think a lot of people are afraid of doing that, you know. Maybe that's why they distract themselves with things that cost money. I don't know. Maybe they are scared to get to know each other. I don't know. Well, I think, I think, I think it, well, there's, so this is what I believe. It's with everything, it, there's, it's not black and white. Everything, and I don't even like to say that there's gray. Because for me, everything is multifaceted, like a diamond. So it's technicolored. It's not black and white. It's just shades of the rainbow. So... I think that there's mental constructs that are perpetuated through social media, mm -hmm. through school systems, through governments, you know? Um, and I think that a lot of them serve a good purpose in terms of like there being laws, you know, to hope, hopefully deter people from committing crimes and hurting each other, you know, because for some reason, you know, that's, Not for some reason. The reason that we are living in that is just, just because it's the age we're in. It's, the, you know, the age of Kali, meaning, you know, it's the age of, of disharmony, essentially. And we're moving out of that. We're moving into the ages of harmony, you know, the, the golden age, essentially. But it's just the cycles of time, it, you know. Uh, um, it, this is how things are and how they have been and how they will be. And it's just the cyclical fashion of, of time, essentially. But... Uh, it's some sort of construct, you know, that is built and then a character is developed. Yeah. And the character is what, what you call Cosmic Toad, for instance. <laughs> yeah, I also thought about that. I, I was like, I'm my own, av like, avatar, you know? Like, I create so oh, yeah, many... I'm an avatar. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm Cosmic Toad. Other people might know me as Tired Milk Tea, you know, when I make music, that's my artist name. And for some people, I'm just Bershan. That's my name, you know, like Bershan. Some people know Bershan, some people know Tired Milk Tea, some people know Cosmic Toad. And it's so interesting, like, I'm one character, but I have so many. It's, it's, uh, it's, I have so many aspects and sides of myself that I want to express and show the world. There's so many interesting things that I want to share, you know, and do. And you're doing them. Yeah, I'm doing them. That's that's the greatest yeah. thing. 
about that. Yeah, and I'm not bagging on anybody, you know, like, and I, I'm not pretending to be like, oh, I'm some all no, no. Oh my it's god, just like, these I, are my I, realizations, you know, that I've come to, and honestly, like how I came to a great deal of them. You know, those I shut myself off from social media for for at least a year. Yeah, you know, and the... I, I stopped looking at everybody else. Yeah, that's and the I thing. looked at myself. You need to like people need to stop comparing themselves and be like, oh, I need to do that because that's entertaining to other people. No, just express yourself and you will attract the right people that that you want to have, you know, like, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, like that's what people should do, because I used to honestly, when I started to express myself, I started by not expressing myself. I started by. What do people listen to? Hmm, okay, I'm gonna make that type of music then. No, totally wrong. Don't do that. And it took me a while to realize I need to express myself more. I Actually, that happened on an LSD trip. Like, I tripped on LSD and I was like, wow, the only reason you're not expressing yourself is because you're scared. You're scared of what people will tell you or think about you when you, when you do express yourself. That's weak, man. You need to stop that. Express yourself. Don't care what others think. And then I started doing it. And it took me like a leap. I had to jump over my own shadow, you know, over my own shadow to do that. But I would say it was 100% worth it because I've never been happier. You know, I think expressing yourself is the one of the best things you can do in life. I, and I think also it's part of what's life about. It's something that that needs to be done. Either by art or talking or whatever. I don't care. Like whatever it is that you want to express and you feel the need to express, then do it. Some people even I think you don't have to be an artist, you don't have to be a podcaster, you don't you know you don't have to be anything really. Just express yourself. You can even express yourself by being a doctor or just being your authentic self and speaking the exactly. truth, you know, and that's what need what people need to do more. Just be their authentic <laughs> selves, and see what's what's opening for them. What kind of doors open when I'm authentic? What kind of doors open when I'm myself? What kind of people will I attract when I'm myself? Those are the things that almost nobody thinks about, you know, because they're scared. They're just scared to do it, and. As I said, just do it, really. It, it, like, I met you through this, through expressing myself, I met you. And you also met me through expressing yourself. And it's great because we connected so well. And I love our conversations. And I'm very thankful, you know, that I allowed myself to be myself. And I can only highly recommend anyone that has been, you know, anxious or scared. Because... I get it. It's it's not easy to be yourself when when people have expectations or when when you stress yourself with all these thoughts, you know. But you need to put that down and really ask yourself, ask your higher self, what is it that you want, you know? And just do that, express yourself. I think that's what will help. At least that's what helped me just reflecting in nature and asking my higher self, what is it that I need to do? Even if it's on LSD, like, you don't have to realize that on LSD like I did. You can just realize it by yourself, too. But yeah, um, those medicines just helped me, you know, to get there sooner, you could say. Because it really opens you up. It really lets your brain communicate unfiltered. And a lot of people need that shit, you know. They need to... Listen to the things they have been, how do you say this? Ignoring, I guess. Right? Can you say that? Yeah. Or neglecting? That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people need to open themselves up, you know, and discover themselves before they express themselves. It's a lot of steps to get there, but um, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> and, it, and it should be done more by many people. And I also think that will bring a lot of more harmony to this world, you know. You mentioned that we live in disharmony right now. I think also that this is an aspect of it. Like, 
people not expressing themselves truly, that's also what brings disharmony. And in order for there to be, like, in order to, to have harmony, people need to express themselves, you know, with love and authentic, authentic authenticity and stuff like that. You know, uh, it's like, I'm realizing more and more that, you know, my goal is just to be a clear, open channel. And the more I express out, like, these nooks and crannies and things out of my body, the more relaxed I feel. Yeah. What I, I mean by that is, like, through movement, through breathing, through talking and communicating with people, through singing, through dancing, you know, through creating music. Yes. Um, this is, that's, you know, how I express myself. And, um, and that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I also yeah, that's, I, that's that might also be the reason why I love being by myself in nature because I'm expressing myself, you know. I'm just yes. there. I'm existing, you know. I'm 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 breathing just you know. I'm breathing in nature, I'm breathing in good air and I'm just there by myself. And there's nobody that I because people are mostly not themselves when they are around other people. You feel me like Especially if it's like toxic people, you could say, you know, like that's when like really early in my journey, you could say that I had a lot of people like that around me and I used to act different around them when, when I will, when I'm alone, you know, and yeah, I think that's, that's a really good advice. Just be by yourself and ask yourself what you really want. And then I guess cut off those people that make you act different. But it's really you that is acting different because I think what a lot of people want is just being accepted. But how can you be accepted if you're not yourself? And you will only... Well, because, a lot, you know, the majority of the time, you know, we're being fed information that's saying that we need to be a certain way. Like, that. so that's what's causing the, di the turmoil. Yeah. That's what's causing... So that's what's causing the disconnect between the head brain and the heart brain. Yeah, and, for sure. And the gut brain probably too, you know, but so like, yeah, that, that, that is what's causing the, this second guessing of self, you know, and, I, and, and that's a lot of it too. It's like now more so than ever in my life, I trust myself more than anything, anyone else. Mm -hmm. I trust myself. It used to, does that make sense? You know, like, of course it like does. Like a lot of times. Yeah people question and second guess and like are unsure about, Oh, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? Don't, don't question yourself. Yeah. Stay true to yourself, you know, it's, and I struggle with it too, you know, because I like to please people and stuff, but that's what this is all about. It's a big learning experience to cultivate and become whoever, whoever it is you're here to become, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be, in my experience, super complicated, you know, like mm -hmm. the more labels and things that we try and say like we are or identify ourselves as in my personal experiences where things get more confusing, you know, like I just want to be here now. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, and I want to help other people feel into that because there's facets and levels of being here now in this moment you know what does that look like it could be so different it could be it, you know being in a present moment is very different for each person you know but uh you know yeah i think if we could slow down a little bit and kind of just take a minute Breathe. And be conscientious of what it is we are trying to express. Yeah. You know, we might feel a lot better about it. Yeah, because then you're being honest to yourself if you start to express yourself. And then what will happen is people will start liking you for who you actually are. And if they don't, then they are not the right people. And then you will exactly. attract the right people, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's also what you talked about really early on. Like you said that in school they teach you how to not be yourself. You know? And I really see that now because all those things started in school. Like adjusting and no, don't do this, don't do that, be like the other kids. No, don't do that. If you listen to this podcast and you're going to school, don't do that. Be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you different and allow yourself to express, you know. I don't know how like school and all that stuff is going to de develop over time. But I really hope one day they will teach you how to express yourself. Because that's oh, very that's important. Whole schooling's for. Yeah, that's very important to do. Because that's what that's what we're doing, and that's what we're going to be doing, you know, on a on a different scale. At, but that's part of the vision too, you know. Yeah. But that's what homeschooling is for. Homeschooling because that's sounds where, great. That's where a lot of people are going to be moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. Is communities of people uh, uh, educating and raising children in a different way. I have a very interesting view of what the future is holding. And schools, the idea of what schools are, they're going to disappear. For sure, yeah. They're going to crumble. Yeah. You know, um, because that the information that, that is being peddled is limiting. You can find whatever you want to educate yourself on at the tip of your hands, right here in your phone. That's what I did. <laughs> You know, people are realizing that, you know, what's being peddled through the books and the school systems is probably not completely true. I agree on that, yeah. I think there's a lot of work to do until we get there, you know. I don't even know if I get to see it and live until, I don't know, there will be more harmony in this world. But I really hope, even if I'm not here anymore, I really hope everything is going to go into the right direction and that the people, you know, the new people will get to have better experiences, I guess. Or the experiences that we should have had, you know. Because I don't even know where it all went wrong. Like, who said you can't express yourself? Who said you can't do this and that? The whole societal well, I think, construct. I don't think it's like that. This is, but this is, it's it, again, it's not black and white. It's multifaceted, you know, because um, partially it has to do with the fact that this is the cycle of time. And we are in the age of Kali, partially meaning that this is the age of disharmony. This is the age of essentially darkness. You know, and we're getting closer to the tipping point. It's going to get weirder first. But what that means, too, is that. Oh, also, this is where the the fall of consciousness occurred uh, roughly around the same time as the fall of Atlantis. So that was the last time that that we were a very high-level functioning society or interplanetary society, actually, which we still are to this day. But essentially, that's why things were written down is so that we can remember. And now we're in a time of remembrance where people are coming into remembering their past lives. People are coming into remembering their past abilities. People are coming into remembering that this physical vessel is not actually who I am. It is just a facet of my beingness. You know, um, and 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 this is a you know the time where we remember truly who we are as beings, as eternal divine beings, and you know. 
everything serves a purpose because this age that we are in, it's coming to a close. I don't know when, but it is. I mean, it's things are getting heightened at this point. And also, this is the, the interesting thing with technology is with technology, literally uh, this process of, of ascension that's happening, it could happen in 100 years or it could happen in 10 days. Does that make sense? Because with technology, things are moving so quickly. Yeah. They're so amplified that it is, in fact, speeding up the time and the process of whatever is occurring right now. That's Which true. is the phasing uh, 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 of lower frequencies, lower thought forms, lower constructs. And I mean, for, for okay, so for like people, beings like you and I that are aware that these things are happening, the vast majority of the population is still going, what are you talking about? You hippie weirdo. You know, yeah. so they'll catch on. It's okay. They'll catch on because it's inevitable at this point. More and more people are coming into realiz realizing who we are as beings. We are gods. And I don't say that with like, uh, um, we're gods. God manifested his, himself in all of us. She manifested him, herself in all of us. We carry both the mother and the father. And we are pure divine expressions of God. And we carry the same abilities that, that this vessel is harnessed and attuned to. You know, each vessel is divine in, in, in the fact that like the vessel that I'm in, that I'm that I'm carrying right now, that I that I'm inhabiting, is is a divine instrument that it gets to express in my personal experience, God through how this vessel is experiences and expresses God and you in your divine vessel get to experience and express God through the, through the archetypal construct of your vessel. And they're all different, but they're all the same. And when we come together, it's, it's amazing what can happen because God is coming together. It's pieces of God, fragments of God that are coming together. That's why it's so, 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 you know, profound when groups of people get together and pray or, meditate or breathe you know what what can happen in those arenas yeah i you know, also but, uh, i also believe that we all have like superpowers or like an ability because there's so many people i talk to who can do so many interesting things like my friend who's also like a healer you could say he he can read minds he can actually read minds he can read my mind he can read other people's mind minds and he went to a psychiatrist and they tried to diagnose him with schizophrenia but of it, course they did it turned out <laughs> he, he could actually read the psychiatrist's mind and she was blown away she was scared to death and she instantly started questioning everything and said i'm gonna send you to a, to a shaman you know and then she believed him And then she actually took him serious. And what they did, they, you know, they met a couple more times. It didn't get better because he was frustrated by it because he could, he could read everybody's mind and it was just too much for him. You know, it's a gift, but it's also hard on him, on him because whatever he, he listens to, like the minds of people, he actually feels it. He's very empathetic, you know? So what the doctor did yeah, or the psychiatrist, yeah, we're channels. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the psychiatrist uh, prescribed him medication that would calm someone down, you know, and that helped him a little bit. He can still read minds, but now he can control it better. And yeah, I think that's a very interesting story. Last time we talked, like me and you, we, we talked about, um, yogis right yeah and they also i guess they also have superpowers right they they can do many things i'm not sure like is there even a limitation can they do anything or how does it work so this is like kind of like piggybacking what i was just talking about so 
I believe that everybody here inhabiting this plane at this time that is in fact has a divine spark in them, has a soul. So I might be alluding to the fact that there might be people walking around that don't have a soul. So that's a whole different topic and conversation, but that's for a different time probably. But they all... Okay, so this is what I believe is everybody that is here inhabiting this world that has a soul, the divine spark, has the ability to reach a level of awareness or level of consciousness known as Christ consciousness. And I believe it is from this place that a new level of expression can be experienced. I believe that there's levels of expressing this consciousness or this level of awareness. Meaning that certain people like Jesus, he was able to create things, heal people, walk on water. This is he, We're talking about a master level yogi that was experiencing a man that was experiencing a very high level of awareness or consciousness it was essentially unattainable at that time in history because of the, the collective consciousness at the time. Now, fast forward many thousands of years later, uh, we're at a time where information moves so quickly and the collective consciousness is growing and, and receiving information so rapidly that the amount of people that can reach this level of awareness is drastically improved. I'm talking over half the population could potentially reach this level of awareness. We could have thousands, hundreds of thousands, this is what I believe, if not millions of people who have these abilities walking the earth, healing and helping people just find their way home. This isn't, this is just the next level. From there, there's new work to be had. There's new experiences to strive for. There's new, we don't even know yet. And there's people that are inhabiting the earth at this time that are able to do these things now. Yes. Absolutely. Is there a way to awaken those powers like is there a path you need to go or is that something you have to figure out on your own like how does that work yeah so you just you just kind of so this is what i believe you are your own guru and you are already on the path and this is what i believe i believe i'm already an enlightened being you mm -hmm. are already an enlightened being now the level of awareness of this enlightenment is now it is changing every day. I am not personally in a rush to be an ascended master or an enlightened being or a being of, uh, of the level of Christ consciousness at this time. I'm not in a rush because it's already happened. We are enjoying the process to getting there to fully remembering because this is what I feel and believe this. I chose to forget I chose to inhabit the vessel that I'm currently in living in at this time so that I could remember. And the process is in the remembering. I chose to forget because how else does a being of high level, uh, uh, like, and I'm speaking, this is what I believe for everybody here at this time. It's not just me. But how does a being that can create and destroy worlds And, and knows and experiences these things, get to experience something new by forgetting. That's how. Mm -hmm. So it's in this process of remembering that it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful play uh, that is being orchestrated and sung and danced in front of me as I sing and dance along with it. And the, the, the more along the path I go, the more in flow it becomes 
the more I remember who I am, the more beautiful this place seems to become. But I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush. It's already happened. It, for me, it's now about the unfoldment. I want to observe this process. I want to cherish the process of becoming again, you know, a, 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 this being that has a, a different level of awareness. That's all it is. It's a different level of awareness. We, we, we need to stop placing it on this pedestal as if it's beyond us. No, it is your divine right. It is divinely who we are already. You know, it, it, it is not, you know, like some unattainable object. It, it's already who we are. It's in, it's coursing through our body. It's who our soul is, you know, it, it, it so it's, it already is. It's already happened. You know what I now think? It's just, about, you know, experiencing it. <laughs> you know what I think? I think a lot of people are rushing and forgetting that because they're like so unhappy with their current situation, you know? They want bigger things or the next thing. But it all starts with the current moment, you know? It's in the process, like you said. And that's what a lot of people tend to forget because they are looking forward to those things, I guess. And they are neglecting their current moment because they might not be as happy in the current moment. And they want to leap over to that next level, you know, to see what is there more I can do or stuff like that. But I guess the key is to be in the current moment and to experience everything, like you said, you know, consciously and be aware. I think that's that's the, the best you can do, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> that's what I'm striving for. But I have to get going. Oh, all right. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's do this again soon, please. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was going to talk about so much more, like my chiropractic, you know, who went to India India, and visit so many yogis. You know, all that stuff. But we can talk about it in another episode. Wow, I, I don't want to hold amazing. you for too long. How about, how about we start the next conversation with where we just left off? Because I know, man, it's powerful. It's yeah. powerful. It, and especially, I would recommend reading the book Autobiography of a Yogi by Pramahansa Yogananda. I will look it up. It. I will look it up. Oh, that book changed my life and developing and cultivating a relationship with his energy. And I mean, I also, I could go on and on about a lot of this stuff. I think my chiropractic. Part of, of my life. I think <laughs> my chiropractic mentioned the same book. He also mentioned a book to me about yogis, like a yogi writing a book and, yep. and how to get there and stuff. And, you know, that it's all really kind of pointless because even yogis have like, I don't know, anxiety and stuff. They still struggle, you know, and that's all written in this book. You know, that's what he told me. I think it's that it's book. a beautiful book written by an incredible man, you know, that, that experienced and expressed what I believe to be Christ's level of awareness. I think I'll read so, it. You know, um, he chose to leave when he left his body. Read the book. It's amazing. I will. Or get the audio. You can listen to it on YouTube. I'm sure it's the audio is on there. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that. And yeah. Let's, let's talk again soon. Let's go next week. Let's do next week. I'm pretty open. Yeah, so. let's do that. All right, cool. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. So that was the episode with Keegan. We talked a lot about Christ consciousness and just expression in general. And yeah, thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye.